Now speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. These last few days, since Monday, Thursday, or in fact maybe since Palm Sunday even, there's been that question, what's Jesus is dead, not here. I've been reflecting, Jesus, who is closest to, hopeless, beyond hopeless, was everything that had been happening, everything they'd been told, everything they'd believed, was it all a lie? A joke? Not a funny one at that. What on earth was going on? And as I was hearing those readings from the Old Testament, from Genesis, from Exodus, from Ezekiel and the whole of creation history, there's that reminder of humanity having a habit of, I think I can only phrase it as doing something stupid, time and time again. Turning away from God right from the start, the next part of Genesis we didn't hear today, in the garden, turning away and that sort of set the tone for everything since. But what we hear throughout the Old Testament is no matter what humanity has done, God did not give up. God never gave up. Okay, Moses had to have reminded him sometimes, no, you can't just smite them. Look, you've given me this covenant. You can't just give up on them now. And God did not give up. Even so, all felt hopeless. That first Good Friday, first Holy Saturday, God was dead. In the words of the Apostles' Creed, he descended into hell. I was reminded the other day that, of all things, it was the Pharisees who'd almost given a prophecy about Jesus rising from the dead, being so concerned what might happen to persuade the powers that be, better put some guards there, just in case they try to smuggle Jesus out and claim anything's happened. And so, of course, there's a guard at the tomb. The guards who, and even despite that, Jesus rises. Proof this is not just some kind of setup. This is real. And so at the end of this tridium, we gather today, discovering something so different from defeat, so different from everything being lost. Again in the Apostles' Creed, on the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures. Jesus might have descended into hell, yes, but that was precisely so that he could break out. Jesus descended into hell so that he could destroy its power from within. Jesus descended into hell to destroy the powers of death and hell for us and for all of humanity. Jesus did it because of God's love for us, each and every one of us, so that we can be reconciled with God for all eternity, no matter who we are, no matter where we're from, 
no matter what we've done or what we've not done. Because of God's love for us, the powers of death and hell are defeated through Jesus' resurrection. We hear in the Gospel reading that the disciples were those first witnesses to what had happened. Don't be afraid, they're told. Not sure how I take, don't be afraid, at the point that they've suddenly experienced something miraculous. Don't be afraid, go and tell the others, and that's what they did. Word got out. Jesus appeared to the others, Jesus appeared in the upper room. Jesus met the disciples on the road to Emmaus, was recognised in the breaking of the bread. This is true, this is real. Despite this apparent defeat, Jesus is alive. Death no longer has power over humanity. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Amen.